All right. So we're going to have the, uh, the typical intro, the topic discussion, and then uh, the, I should say the topic discussion, Gary's intro, and then we will start. What's better than smoking a cigar with Bob Lazar inside a UFO in Area 51? Smoking Underground. Episode Rapper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smoking Underground. Tonight, we are smoking and talking about rappers. That's right. Eminem, Ice Cube, rappers. and other things like that in different types of rappers. That's not what we're talking about at all, Gary. Stop bringing that up. I know how much you love, uh, yeah. you know, Queen Latifah. Woo! What's up, Gary? What's up, John? What's up? What's up? So. Not much. Just looking to get some NWA in tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A little body count. NWA. What is NWA? Nice with attitude. <laughs> I'm still confused. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh god. I'm the youngest oh, yeah. one on the show. Just, if hey, easy listen. does it. <laughs> oh, I tell you, every time. Tonight we are actually going to be talking about uh, cigar wrappers. And uh, we're going to hit the few highlights of the major ones. Without further ado, tonight we are smoking a, a version of the Gurkha Ghost, I would say. Um, which version of that Gurkha Ghost are we smoking there, Mr. Gary? We are doing the Toro version here, and it is going to be a, uh, what they call an Azra. Uh, Azura, 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 that's it. The Ghost is nice. It's, it's, got, a, it's got a nice pop to it. But yet still mild to medium body. You well, know, remember, uh, we are smoking the Connecticut rather than the Maduro version. Too. Yeah, right. And that helps. That helps us a lot. Yeah. It's uh, made in the Dominican wrappers, Ecuadorian, Connecticut binders, Mexico, of course, San Andreas. And then, of course, your Dominican, Nicaragua, and USA on the inside. So it got a little Pennsylvania going on there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, man, all of that's a Toro. It's about six, six inches long by 54 in width. Uh, in a ring gauge, uh, made in the PDR factory. It's um, Gurkha's long time smokes. It's been around for a long, long time. I'd agree because anybody I've talked to about smokes who have any, I mean, even just the slightest bit of knowledge, they know what the Gurkha Ghost is. And this one in particular, it's got a different band than what I'm used to seeing. That's will be honest with you. That's why I was like a version of it because it's got a nice white with kind of this copper tone to it. Some metallic, some non-metallic. I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. And it, it fits into like the, the $7 and 50 cents range. Um, if I'm not mistaken, which is, is not bad. So we'll just go ahead and round that up. Let's just say it's about a $10 stick, depending on where you get it. I can't say for sure, Gary, the determination of my review on this will probably hit that at the end. But uh, so far, the beginning stages of this cigar have been okay. I have not oh, really? been displeased. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting, no offense, I was expecting it to be pretty horrible. And I wow. was pleasantly surprised. And I got to attribute that to John because he does know how to pick stuff out. Uh, here you I'm go. finding lately a lot of the uh, Gurkha products have stepped it up. Uh, you know, we had Juan on a little over a year ago. Yeah. And I've kind of paid attention to him. And I mean, that six pack that we sell the green six pack of the three different Gurkhas that are all rolled by Eganosa leaf. 
I'll recommend that all day long. It's getting to be kind of pricely, pricey. When we reviewed it last year, it was almost 30% less than it is now. Yeah. But, you know, this cigar is actually priced at, you know, Cigars and More, VitolaFineCigars.com. It's at $7.49. For a $7.50 stick, I didn't think it was horrible. I mean, I was smoking it yesterday, uh, you know, driving and then on the side of the interstate a little bit while doing some unscheduled maintenance. <laughs> it was very pleasurable. I mean, I can't really tell you a lot about that middle third. Like I said, I was doing some other things. I opened it up, you know, thought the wrap, you know, was well-constructed. Uh it didn't fall apart on me. I was kind of hoping for a shaggy foot for some reason. I was disappointed not to see one. Why I thought it would have one, I don't know. There's something about shaggy feet. I just, I really like them too. I mean, one of my favorite Gurkhas is their shaggy, which is a shaggy foot. Yeah. And, you know, I know most of their cigars are not that way. I don't know why I felt this one should be, but <laughs> probably all the other cigars will be getting to. There's one in a couple of weeks that has a. Uh, shaggy foot so we should do an episode on nothing but shaggy feet oh i'm i'm all over that we'll call it the hobbit episode <laughs> I was thinking the, foot, the foot fetish the foot fetish, <laughs> the foot fetish. yeah so with this one it makes me re it reminds me of that interview we did with the gurkha folk and the revenant which they showed off which was particularly good i would have to say i've sold a many of those uh, and most people are like, no, not not that. Not oh wait, that is good. They changed their mind because ah. it's a box press and it's <laughs> it's not bad. And I gotta say, it's it's one that every once in a while I'll pick it up because Gurkha's Gurkha. Everybody has their own brand, right? And everybody has their own flavor, but there's a lot of similarities. But Gurkha has this little bit of kick that's different from everybody else. I can't say it's spicy. I can't say it's anything in particular. But you just know. That's a Gurkha when you smoke it. You know, I, uh, yeah, you do have a point there. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, every time I think of Gurkha, you know, when I first got into cigars, I don't know, up 10 years ago, that was the brand I wanted to keep up with Gurkha because it was the most flashy. Right. It had the flashy boxes. It had the flashy bands. It had the expensive stuff. And it was almost like looking into the, you know, window of a Bentley. Interesting. Like, hey, this is pretty neat, man. This is kind of cool stuff. And then next thing you know, of course, me and a buddy of mine, of course, that everybody knows, Scotty. Scotty, he and I, we were, we were pretty good Gurkha fans. And then, of course, you know, we 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 sort of ventured off into other stuff. Gurkha has got a line that uh, has been around for a long time. And Kazad, Kazad Hansosia, which is the owner of Gurkha, we call him uh, Kaiser. Right. Kaiser has been around for a long time and I'll, I'll let somebody in on a secret that not too many people know. Uh, I was floored when I first heard about it a long time ago and I went, what? But Kaiser Hensocia does not smoke cigars. He owns the company, but he does not smoke them. Interesting. Yeah. Drives around in his Bentley and, uh, he, yeah. And he sells cigars. He, he oversees, you know, puts, project managers over whatever else that needs to be done, but he does not, huh. he don't touch them. That's an odd one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. Well, so, anyway. Teach his own. Yeah. I agree. Uh, changing subjects real quick tonight. Uh, libation of choice to go with oh. this. 
was a yes, bottle. What? <laughs> a bottle given to me because I'm uh, going to be a groomsman in uh, my buddy Garth's wedding. It is Garth. the Ard Beg. Uh, it's called the Ultimate, and it's pretty good. I got to say, it goes really well with this Connecticut. What's the age on that, buddy? It's fifty-seven point one alcohol by volume. I don't see where it says its age. I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, well. Let me ask you this, Dev. Have you ever thought about? You ever thought about doing any whiskey yourself? You ever thought Making it? Yeah. yeah. I've contemplated it. It definitely seems like a hobby I could get into in the future when I pay some stuff off and I have the time to do it. I um I I thought I was going to get a steal and start doing that stuff, you know? Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to buy me a stew. Man, I looked at them online, and then I started the YouTube University. Yep. I got to looking and watching at some of these cats that knows what they're doing. And I thought it was a little bit like beer making. You know? No. No. Oh, God. No. Was I so far for, from, from being the truth? There's oh, a reason this is more God. expensive. <laughs> Holy moly. Dude, these guys, man, they would come back in there and then they would check the pH balance of the mash. And you're going, well, it's, yeah, it's a little bit too high, so we need to bring this back down and we need to let this sit a little bit longer. Okay, well, you need to make sure it's 76 degrees in here. And I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. Just like fermenting tobacco and making cigars, it's not an everyman's process. Uh-uh, um, boy, I mean, when I you're mean, talking about... Wow getting the different types of wrappers to get them where you want them, not just yeah. the seed they're grown out of, but right. like you get the difference between a Connecticut wrapper and a Candela wrapper to a Maduro wrapper. There's obviously it's, it's a mastery process. It takes yeah. a lot of time uh, because yeah. I've drank whiskeys. There's one locally here that everybody's like, Oh, it's so good. It's new. And their stuff is like a year or two years old. And I'm telling you, we drink it and go, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. They make cocktails out of it. And it just like, people just are fawning over it because of the, yeah. the newness of it. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. But this, uh, Gurkha here with the Connecticut wrapper goes really well with this ultimate because it's smooth, but yet there's a slight bite to it. Is it? Okay. Wait a minute. Well, you, what are, are you talking about the drink or are you talking about the cigar? Both, both. They have a nice smoothness to them smoothness, that, and, and a little bit of that harshness to go together really well. My libation, of course, is lemon water. Lemon water, okay. Vintage 2023. I, I get that in the grape flavor occasionally. Yeah, yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, splash, love it. I should turn on my green filter because then you won't know I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. That's true, that's <laughs> true. So the first, uh, the first two I'd like to discuss are the Connecticut and the Candela. And the reason I wanted to group those two together is because of the speed of the process in which to make them. Candela being the fastest one, right? Sure, right. right. Yeah, that's correct. Because yeah, the can- no, the Candela ahead. is a relatively newer wrapper in the world of cigars, if I'm not mistaken. And it was adopted because of how quick they could put stuff out. Well, it's still got the chlorophyll on the inside. Uh, and that's the reason why it's still green. It hadn't been aged to its fullest uh, smoothness, if you will. Uh, Candela normally, uh, normally, I guess you could say known as like a what we call a double claro, if you will. Right. Uh, and that's the uh, I guess official name for it. Candela, of course, just being uh, having that green tint to it. Also known as the AMS or American Market Selection as well. Right. So right. that's that's kind of cool. 
I would have to say that the uh, the AMS, in my opinion, to me, the AMS American market selections is basically it's a lot Colorado. So it's like a Connecticut trade, right. if you will. A Candela to me is different. Candela is a green wrapper. That's the way it is. That's why I, the way I look at it, you know. So I think there's a there's a not not really a misconception, but the the next three kind of stack right on top of each other, and I'd like an expert opinion on it. We went from Candelic and Calero and the Connecticut style and whatnot. Then you've got Calero, Colorado, Calero, and Colorado. Now, what's what's the difference in those three? Why are they there? It's like one, one, two, and then two, three. Colorado is a color. It's just a color, and that's all it is. So your Colorado, your Claro, basically your double Claro goes, you know, your, uh, your Candela, which is a green. Claro goes more of a um, Connecticut shade, like you're smoking now. Right. Maybe a little lighter, possibly, but I don't think you can get too much lighter than what we're doing now as far as color-wise yeah. goes. Colorado Claro is more like a sun-grown, if you will, or a dark Connecticut. And the Colorado, of course, the Colorado was more like the sun-grown, like you would see in the sun-grown type line, uh, Perdomo sun-grown series, uh, Fuente sun-grown series. The darkish brownish type wrapper uh, that's often, often found on Cuban right. cigars. Yeah, there's there's not too many non-Colorados or or Claros that's done on Cuban soil. You ju you just don't find them. You just don't. And of course, your Colorado Maduro, which is which is the lighter Maduro but darker wrapper as far as the Colorado goes. So my next question is is where did the term Colorado pop in to describe the shade of the wrapper? It's a technical color is all it is. And that's, that's basically it right there. Well, what makes me think of that, what makes me think of that question is I'm going, you've got the old West. I'm thinking the old West, did they, did they call them Colorado? That seems more like a modern term to use to describe the color. Yeah. I want to say that myself. I really do. I want to say it's a sort of a modern type term to give you a little bit more of a, to give you a little bit more of an idea about what you're looking at as far as a technical color goes. If you've ever heard the term or color umber, you ever heard that? I have, yeah. Well, my dad was an artist, professional artist for about 30 years. He uh, often referred to burnt umber. Mm -hmm. Yep. And burnt umber, I never knew what burnt umber was. And I was like, burnt umber. And I said, what's burnt umber, dad? Because I always I always heard heard him resort to that. And, and he says, uh, you ever seen a turd? Yeah. And I said, so that's burnt umber, huh? And he said, that's burnt umber. I, I can't said, oh, say God. I've ever heard it described like that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, except from him. I was like, okay. So, yeah, Colorado is more of a tactical type term. And it drove me nuts because I would go into, when I first started into cigars, I would go into a cigar shop, ask the old, if you will, at this particular time, the old man behind the counter. And I would go in there and I would ask for Hey, have you got any Colorados? And he would look at me and tilt his head and wonder if I'm talking about the tobacco in the Colorado or you want Colorado tobacco? Do you want, uh, you, you what, what do you, Colorado? Uh, and I'm locked because I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking <laughs> about now, you know? So now I'm just like going, you know, Colorado. You know, Colorado, the Colorado. You know. The, the, the Colorado cigars. And he says, 
are you wanting a darker cigar or a lighter cigar? And I said, I think darker. And he said, okay, come on. Right. You know, then he would help me. So, yeah, the Colorado is just a technical term, and I can't stand it mainly because, and it's just a reference. Right. It's a little too it. vague, in my opinion, when you're looking at stuff. Uh, when you get into the actual details of them, the basic fronts you're looking at are Candela, Connecticut, uh, Sun Grown, Maduro, and Oscuro. I mean, that's broad strokes. I mean, right. is there something that can fit in between that as far as wrappers go? No, not really. There probably could be, you know, but I've all, I've often just loved Juan Lopez actually come out with a, uh, he come out with his own line one time and the Juan Lopez, it was a box press, beautiful band on it, beautiful box, beautiful setting. And I will never, ever, ever forget and I and I've yet I've yet to ask him, but he came out with that right there, and it was I'm telling you what you talking about good. It was not only good, but it was uh, oh um absolutely beautiful. I mean, just just a gorgeous gorgeous wrapper on the thing, man. Nice reddish brown, almost an auburn, you know, just a little bit not darker. Amber. I mean, just a gorgeous, yeah, almost like a burnt umber, you know. But no, no, no pitted prune colors. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no. But but yeah, it was a beautiful cigar, yeah. man. I mean, because I, I would go in the humidor every time, and I'd gravitate towards that cigar just because it just looked just perfect. And that is a factor. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It really is. To me, it is. I'll look at pictures in the, you know, well, it used to be in the cigar magazines. Used to be. And I would say I want to smoke that because it just had a beautiful color to it, you know. Presentation's a big deal. Uh, I think everybody would agree with that. The cigar that shall not be named has a particular stick that used to be beautiful, but when you look at it now, you see bits of green in it. And you're like, that's not Candela. It shouldn't have that. <laughs> you can just look at the stick and tell this is not going to be a good stick. I mean, honestly, I know that sounds terrible, but... That's what it is. And I won't name the brand ever anymore. I'm not doing that. You got your rappers out there and what your rappers can ha have a tendency to do is that they got a particular term out there and it's called frog eyes. Okay. Yeah. Frog eyes on a rapper is, um, you will see, and, and Cubans are notorious for it. Cubans are God. They, you'll see a lot of frog eyes on, on Cubans. They're very subtle. But if you look real close, you'll see, you know, you'll see frog eyes on those. And what that is, is basically where the dust, the dust settles on the leaf. It might leave a, I don't know, size of a, maybe the tip of your finger, maybe. It might leave a little spot like that on there or two, three, five, something like that. And it doesn't mean that there's, it's no good or if it, it doesn't mean that it's not cured. It doesn't mean that it's not aged. It's just the way that the wrapper was, right. you know, it's just the way it was brought out from the barn there and, and stuck in the pile to go get wrapped. Yeah. I, I can't say I've ever heard that term. I mean, John, have you ever heard the frog eyed term? Yeah, I've, I've heard the frog eyed term and that, but it's still a quality control thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it happens yeah. with Cuban cigars and it's accepted, but anything that's sold in the United States, quote, I'm going to say, quote, manufactured in the United States, even though that's a real stretch. But anything sold here, right. I expect the quality to, if all the cigars have frog eyes, okay. But if some of them do, 
that's a quality issue. You'll have to point that out to me before because I can't say I've ever seen that or known what I was looking at when I saw it. Now, when you were doing your broad strokes of wrappers, Candela's, Connecticut's, right. Oscuro's, Sun Grown, Maduro, Maduro or whatever, right? is that intentionally like leaving out a, a Corojo and all the various kind of other wrappers that are used or are you just kind of going a color tone there or that was just the color tone. I really wanted to hit the, the, the broad strokes for people simply. So we hit that and then you guys fill in the gaps with the ones you just said, because everybody's, you can pretty much go, that's a Connecticut. Oh, okay. Got it. You can literally call something. Even the ones you were just saying, you could just say it's like a Connecticut, but it's a little darker, or it's like a sun groom, but it's a well, little. Well, you dusty. have, you know, the simple, you know, simply is it's it's really color tones. You know, your Connecticut's going to be your lighter sand color, maybe beach sand color. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You know, your yeah. sun grown starts to add a little bit of an orange tint, maybe, or a light brown to it. Your Maduros is it Isla del Sol that actually calls theirs a, a, a negro? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So it starts getting into a definitely darker color. It's not necessarily black. I don't know if I've actually ever seen a true black cigar. I mean, the M eighty one came close. Yeah, it did. Rocky Patel age, Rocky Patel age, yeah. the Maduro. I don't think the Maduro comes yeah. that close to black anymore. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, because it's actually well, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. But that particular cigar is modified. The wrapper is modified to be a Panamanian wrapper, which Rocky told us how it's it's dyed. Yeah, I thought I thought you were talking about the uh, the Liga. Mm -mm. Yeah, the Liga is another yeah. one. Rocky Tail Edge Maduro. That's about as black as wrapper as you can get on that. It's right it's there. pretty dark. That's as black in the background. It's very. Uh, that dark. leads me to the Oscuro, which, in my opinion, like you got all these other ones, but the Oscuro is the the one of the most modern ones. And the fact that you could technically classify it as darker than a Maduro, but I've never had an Oscuro that tasted yeah. darker than a Maduro. It technically is, but because it, it feels like it goes up, you know, like you go, you got darkness that goes up, 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 up. And then Oscuro keeps going, but it hits this new rich fruity flavor into it. Yeah. The Oscuro was, is almost like saying, God, let me see if I can put this in a John term here. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost like saying that every Corvette is yellow. Right. Oscuro is a particular wrap, but it's, it's sometimes it's not darker than a right. Maduro. It's just not, it's, it's, it can be lighter than a, it is a Maduro's and Oscuro, but it's a process is all that is. It's literally where the leaf is taken off and of course processed in a sense of being more fuller, more right. body if you will, and has that particular process that it goes through, but it's not necessarily, you know, a, a darker type leaf. Sometimes, sometimes it can be a lot. And we've leaf. spoken about the transition of the palette over time and the trends that I've noticed with a lot of customers and a lot of friends where they, they start out hesitant Connecticut sun grown, and then they hit Maduro so hard for the longest time and then they all back off. Um, it makes me think about one of my personal favorites, which it's called the sun grown now, but I liked it when it was called the Britannia, the Christoph Britannia. Ooh, very good. That Christoph was the Britannia. best sun grown I'd ever had. And I, 
even the, the the new version of it, which is called the Sun Grown, it's not the same. I'm sorry. That's your Colorado Claro there. Who's your Britannia? That's your Colorado. It's not Claro. the same. That's that's your. It's not. Yeah. Right. I wish right. it was, but it's not. Yeah. So besides the ones we've already spoken about, do we have any other ones we want to mention that are notable mentions that go in the category? I mean, once you start getting out of this particular category, you, you start getting into the risottos, and then you start getting into the, the particular type wraps. The risotto basically is like a color risotto because it's a, if you will, I guess a Colorado, you know, which, which is a, a darker type brown or a sun-grown, what we know is a sun-grown wrapper. Um, but it's got a reddish tint right. to it. And that's what your Opus Opus X's are made yeah. of, is Dominican ros Rosado. And uh, and the Rosado also has a reputation because it's a sweeter type uh, wrapper, too. Uh, it's, got a, uh, it's got a nice thickness to it. It's very tended to. It's very meticulously grown and cultivated. But in this particular case here, yeah, that's, that's about it, really. I'm sure there's probably others out there that I just don't have off the top of my head. But as of right now, yeah, you start getting into wraps after that because you got different type claros or double claros or candelas. You got a dark candela. Now you got a light candela. And they like, um, you guys heard me talk about this before, uh, Felipe Gregorio, you know, he would wrap his cigars. You know, they would be magical looking because he would take two, two candelas and a Maduro in a Connecticut and roll all that up as a quad Kappa, hmm. you know, and it was, Oh, it was a beautiful stick, beautiful cigar, right. man. If you can look any of his stuff up, Philippe Gregorio and his line, again, he was, he was the king of this stuff way back then, but now he's, he's, you know, he's done pretty much gone away. Well, I like the, the barber pole style. I like the modification of the yeah, pole. Back. The ones that I'm not particularly yeah, fan I of, I see them a lot on off-name websites, are when they like they cut the thing to put a circle in the tobacco, and then they're you know pectining it over. They're trying to make art on top of it, and I'm just like, I think yeah. you're getting away from the point of a cigar at that point because there is some yeah. modicum of flavor when it comes to the wrapper, obviously because it is a tobacco leaf and it adds to the flavor of the entire thing. Because you could take this Gurkha right here, everything on the inside, every single thing, change the wrapper to a Maduro wrapper, and it's obviously going to taste different. It's not going to taste exactly the same as this one. Uh, that's why the wrapper actually makes a difference in particular on what you're smoking. That's prime example is a is the Candela, is is the God rest its soul, the Camacho Candela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Davidoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it, Gary? Ten years ago, maybe? It was slightly before I started working at the 280 shop, but the 280 shop was in its present location. Well, maybe it was just after I started working for Cigars and More. I think it was just after you That started. Davidoff did, and they brought a cigar that had five different wrappers on the same cigar. Wow. So that, yeah. so that you could smoke through it, and you'd get, you know, the, the binder and filler were the same. But as you went through it, the taste it, it it was designed to show you the effect that just the wrapper can have on a yeah. cigar and i've seen yeah. some of those before yeah. i've seen some on, on an off name website where it was but you guys can't see this but like the first half 
was green. The second half was Connecticut. The back half was Maduro. And I've never seen that in a professional cigar. I'll say that quote unquote professional. I've only seen that in off name brand stuff. Oliveros, uh, Oliveros tobacco or Oliveros cigars actually did that at one time. They made a, uh, they made a tricapa and, uh, and normally it is a, they did a bicapa, a dos, uh, I'm sorry, they did a dos cap and they did the trace kappa. And the trace kappa was a, just like you explained it, it was, uh, Maduro, then it went sun grown, then it went Connecticut. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't wrapped or barber pulled. It was sectioned. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I had, I, I, I found, uh, uh, I found that particular cigar, uh, I don't know, years ago. And I held on to it as long as I could. <laughs> and then of course I smoked it. Yeah. Cause it was just so unique. Then you start looking at the Fuentes, uh, line. Fuente has a particular line out there. It's called Between the Lines. And hmm. the Between the Lines is a, it's a short story is all it right. is. It's a short story, but it's a Dos Kappa. It's a Maduro, Connecticut wrap. Um, and if you can look that up on your computer there, you'll see it's a beautiful stick. You know, Fuente doesn't do anything slappy right. anyway. And the wrap of that thing, you could probably measure it with a tape. It's, it's, uh, it's immaculate, very okay. much so. Those guys know what they're freaking doing, dude. Also, of course, uh, Hemingway, they did the same thing in sort of a signature type lines. And believe it or not, uh, the only thing that was different in that right there was in between right. the lines. They got between the lines and then in between the lines. That Hemingway signature series is just, I have a buddy of mine and he likes to every once in a while stop by the shop and pick something up. And he always picks up the short story every time. He loves it. He loves the size of it. He loves the taste of it. He goes, it's perfect. It doesn't take too long. Yeah. And it's the one I point people to. I point people towards the Hemingway every single time when they're like, you know, I smoked a cigar. I enjoyed it, but I kind of wanted something with a little bit more flavor. And I'm not going to shoot them towards. Chisel Maduro. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go straight for the Hemingway just because to me, my selling point is it's the classic cigar flavor. Yeah, it's a, it is. It really is. They're a good company, and they know what they're doing. And, of course, they've been around the block 10, 12 times. Yeah, they got their own place out in Las Vegas out there, as well as Davidoff, you know, in the Caesars, uh, Caesars Palace form, the Casa Fuente. That particular cigar, the Casa Fuente itself, uh, is a Cameroon wrapper uh, with an Opus X binder and filler and used to be only sold at the forum out in Las Vegas. Uh, and of course now cigars and more 280 as well as Batola, I think Batola. No, so no cigars and more 280. I think is the only one that has any, I think John's the only one that's got yeah. them now, uh, the Casa Fuente. So if you hadn't had one, they're succulent. Yeah. They are exquisite. They're so good. And speaking of lines of things, today's message is sponsored by smokingunderground.com slash gear. Head over there. You can get. Socks. Yes, I said socks. Aprons. <laughs> I'm listing off all the stuff that nobody would purchase, but if you feel like it, purchase it. But shirts and cups. What? You don't think that's where you're out grilling and smoking your bar for your barbecue as you're smoking underground cooking apron while smoking your cigar and smoking that brisket? Wouldn't be perfect? I think it would be a great way to segue you into saying that. <laughs> so honestly that would be a perfect idea is you purchase the um for your father you purchase them the apron and you go ahead and purchase them some cigars 
so particularly one we've been talking about. You put it in the pocket. Here you go. Happy Father's Day. Boom shakalaka. And you got your double smoke after that. And you smoke a cigar while you're smoking your uh, your butt or your ribs or your whatever That's else, right. you know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Freak yeah. I think this has been a great episode oh, talking about rappers. I didn't want to get into, I mean, I know we got into super detail, but I didn't want to get into the, like the absolute nuances of everything that you could as cigar nerds, but I kind of like the I could get I know, I know, it. and most people can. I really wanted to challenge everybody is this is your jumping off point, especially if you don't know much about it. Go research it. Type in cigar wrappers and just start reading. You'll find everybody and their mm -hmm. uncle has a website telling you about cigar wrappers and the colors and all the stuff. And they'll just go search it out. But you know what you could do is if you do have a suggestion, you can email us. You can go to smokingunderground.com and you can email John. Tell him a suggestion you have and we'll definitely read it. There's no, there's no qualm in reading a good idea or a bad idea. It doesn't matter. Shoot it towards us. Like we always say, if you like what you're hearing in any capacity, send it to somebody else. Just send them a link. Even if you don't like what you hear, send right. it to somebody. I, I recommend that. Right. If you got somebody you really don't like, you know, that one particular guy at the cigar shop who leaves trash everywhere, just text him the, uh, the, the cigar link. Just send it to him. What, what are you, you going to lose from it, right? He doesn't like you. You don't like him, but you have his number. Shoot him the link anyway. Kind of like I just said, De Devin. If you love the show, share it with a buddy. If you hate the show, share it with an enemy. That's right. It, it goes both oh, ways. 100% right. it does. And Heck yeah. We appreciate everybody listening and the, the downloads. We monitor all that kind of stuff. We appreciate you. I can't wait for the next episode so we can get even more in detail about the specifics of cigars in a certain way. Yeah, I think the next episode is going to begin a... Uh, I feel like I want to do a Festivus episode before Festivus just to do cigar shop etiquette. We've done it, but we got to keep doing it. It's almost a PSA reminder and then just link it a thousand oh, times. Uh, <laughs> no, that's probably... We'll, we'll do that. I'll add that to the list as the conclusion of this cigar education arc. Well, uh, how's everybody enjoying the cigar? The Gurkha Ghost. I actually really enjoyed mine until about the last quarter and by then i i think i had smoked the middle section a little bit too fast like i said i had some extenuating circumstances and it just got too too damn hot right. and lost all the flavor yeah so that is my bad up until that i mean i'm cruising down the highway you know in the car smoking mine because i can't smoke here in the studio so i have to pre-smoke these very nice, mild flavors, a little bit of cream, maybe, maybe, I don't want to say cinnamon butter. Maybe that. Yeah, I was thinking butter. I was, um, cinnamon, maybe. It wasn't, no, it's not, but to me, it wasn't buttery. It had, it had a little bit of a bite. So maybe a cinnamon or maybe paprika on the butter. Yeah. But that's, that's oh, a good way to I describe like that because it's definitely not like a, an edge that's kind of got a cream flavor to it. You want to think of it like a cream flavor, but it's not. It's like it'll hit you with the cream in the right in the beginning, and then at the end of the pull, you're like, nope, that's not it, but it is good. It definitely fits into that $750 price range, if you know what I mean. And mine, I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, I like a $750 price range for this right here, you know. If I wanted something smooth or wanted something, you know, that would, uh, it, 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 it's, it's not mild, you know. But I wanted something with just a little bit more flavor pushing over yeah. mild, pushing medium, if you will, you know, and saying, you know what, this is a this is an over medium day here. 
then I, this is this is what I would get. I think right this here. would benefit from a cedar light more than I uh, than anything else. Well, I like because that. I don't I feel like, like the torch light has done it enough justice, and I feel like a cedar light would definitely be a really good way to go. And I always recommend that to people for cheaper is not the right word, but more budget economy cigars or the, on the lower end that don't reach the $15 range. Cedar is your best friend. You need to have that in your pack at all times. Most of the shops have them everywhere. You can just grab a few sticks of it and put it in there. I highly recommend you always have cedar on you at all times, especially for a um, like for a relight in the center. Definitely worth your time to get cedar. I think that Gurkha also is one that can be easily, easily scorched with a torchlight. I agreed. hundred percent. Oh, I like that. Too. You know, some, some yeah, Connecticut's hand, hold up to a little bit better. That one, I think it would be really easy to overlight. So going yeah. with the cedar or just even a match soft flame, uh, one of the $1.99 DeJeeps that are a butane soft flame would be an ideal choice for an alternative way of lighting it and preventing that. Yeah, I'd agree. But I have yeah. found, you know, after smoking this Gurkha and smoking the ones we did last year, um, speaking again with, you know, Juan last year, I've always shied away from Gurkhas. Uh, it was a love it or hate it. You either loved Gurkhas or you hated Gurkhas. And we have a lot of people that come in and do ask uh, continuously for the ghost or a couple of the other ones. I think Gurkha has done a really nice job. Maybe it's because our shops have stepped away from Gurkha for a few years and are slowly bringing them back to the table. Uh, and Harris is being very selective about the, the ones he brings, you know, we, all our shops are extremely limited on shelf and floor space. Right. Um, but I think it's been a, a fabulous, it's becoming a very good cigar that, if you came in and said, hey, I wanted to be in the 6 to $8 price point, $9 price point, I would be good with that. Right, because you can find some cigars in that price range where if you recommend it, they'd look at you after smoking it and going, this guy doesn't know what he's recommending. You know, doesn't doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. But this one does fit in that category. Um, how much was that Revenant? I can't remember the Revenant. Uh, that was a... Uh, I want to say ten ninety nine, eleven ninety nine. Yeah, it seemed to fit that category because really? no disrespect, uh, none taken because it was great, but it was it's surprisingly good. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Maybe I just had a low expectation, but ever since we did that interview with the Gurkha folk, which you can find, I believe it's on our YouTube page. You'll find that, like John saying, it's up and they're up in their game. They've got some more stuff that kind of caters to a broader sense and. I think you won't go wrong with this Gurkha Ghost, personally. I'll say something stepping outside the box a little bit, and that is that, you know, it used to be Gurkha was all about, they were all about presentation. And the cigars were good. They were. They, you know, they had, uh, in my opinion, they, they made what's called a Sherpa, Sherpa. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, and it was a, uh, it was a lower end. But what they did is they snuck in, if you will, they had they snuck in a nice one on the in that particular line right there, and I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. They also made that in the DOS cap of barber pole as well. But in that particular case right there, they, they made that just a baseline, but put it in decent boxes, and it flew off yeah. the shelf. But I think nowadays, with the government tightening down, I think there's two things that's happening. Number one is quality control. And I literally think that all of your tobacco manufacturers out there are having to buckle down, if right. you will, 
and say, hey, listen, we got to make something good. We got to make something that sells. We got to make something that gets your attention. And we got to make sure that it is worth the price. And that right there, I think, has really gotten to where the government now is really you know, torquing the screws right. of saying, okay, who's going to be in this game and who ain't. As a, as a final thought you know. to that, it's almost like war breeds innovation. You know, necessity breeds innovation. And that's exactly what's yeah, happening because the good stuff's, they're having to go, we can't be super, super creative and branch way out and hit niche pallets. We got to hit the good stuff, right. but we don't want to be, you know, mass yeah. produced kind of, you know, like cigarettes or something like that. But I think that's a good ending point right there. I think we've got a good basis of how rappers affect things. Uh, the listeners have something they can go research to discover what they like. And we encourage you look it up, find one that you think you read the description, you like it, then go to your local shop and buy two of them. Always buy two, never buy one, yeah. buy two of that flavor and try to understand it. That'll be your first journey into understanding rappers. Yeah, do that, man, because there's so many out there. And again, all we did was just touch, you know, over like the, the colors, or whatever else. But man, I'm telling you, there's so much stuff out there. So many different flavors. My God, the flavors and cigars and the wrappers and the blends. They're like freaking color. They're a color spectrum, man. It's just amazing of, uh, of what you can get a hold of, man, if you're not careful. And do your research. And just remember, you know, if you smoke one, research on it, see what it uh, see what it tastes like, and of course, you know, look for your other similar taste profile for other either countries or brands, exactly. you know, sizes, whatever. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us today. Thank you, Gary and John, yes. and we'll see you guys. Thank on you. The next exciting adventure of smoking underground. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Later. Do you want to do the quick intro, Devin? <laughs>